slipping into the future with Steve Miller. And what does the future hold for our beloved Seattle Seahawks after yesterday's announcement by the Hawks and Pete Carroll that he would no longer be the head coach? Well, let's get a little insight on that by bringing in our friend Bob Stelton from the Wyman and Bob Show on 710 Seattle Sports each day at 2 o'clock. And and uh, yesterday and a lot of days they were down at VMAC covering the team and and uh, has, a, I'm sure, a bunch of insight on this. Good morning, Bob. Hey, Bob. Good to talk to you guys. Yeah. Was this a big surprise for you yesterday, or you're, you're in as, as entrenched as anybody I can think of, uh, or uh, was it a big surprise, or did you see that coming? You know, it was, a, it was actually a huge surprise because as much as we, you know, are, we're disappointed with the season and you get into that, that mode of, all right, why, why didn't they succeed? What happened? Whose fault was it? Is it the coach? Is it the scheme, the assistant coaches, the players? You, 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 you sort of lay out the possibility of, you know, hey, are they getting Pete's message? Is he, is he still effective? And as much as you have those kind of conversations, I didn't really expect to wake up and hear Pete Carroll no longer with the Seahawks. He had one year left on his deal. Uh, and then an option year after that, which was a team option for 25. But the consensus was he may be losing his touch. He may be losing the, the room a bit, but he's going to he's gonna ride it out through the end of his deal. Then they'll reassess. So the fact that it it happened a year in advance of when anybody thought it realistically was going to happen was, was pretty surprising. And you could, you could kind of tell from listening to him, he was surprised. How much of it was uh, that they felt like uh, we, yeah, we, we, you know, his messages are getting through. We gotta, we, we gotta do this now. Or uh, how much of it was? Well, you know, we could give him another year, but this guy is available, and that guy is available. In other words, do you think there are a couple of names out there that really intrigue them right now? Yeah, you know, that's a good question because I don't. We're, we were speculating yesterday as to who, who's the proper replacement. Who realistically would they target? Um, I don't. <clears throat> you know, is there is our name that they just couldn't pass up, so to speak? I, it's hard to say unless it's somebody like Jim Harbaugh, which is really weird to consider. You know, <laughs> that he might coach the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, you know, maybe if it's something like that where they feel like, hey, we, we were going to probably do this ne- after next season anyway, barring. A Super Bowl run, so this guy's available. It's the potential's there, uh, but I, I I don't imagine that it was that it was you know there was more emphasis put on it like let let's expedite this now because we got to go get this guy. We'll, we'll all find out together because I you know who they're targeting. Everybody's speculating: is it Dan Quinn? Is it going to be a college kid? Is it going to be you know somebody suggested Lincoln Riley? You know, so it's you had names being thrown out all over the map. Yeah, we there hear you hear Quinn's name a lot. Tell us why. And for those who don't know, why the Quinn name is is the most mentioned right now? Because he's got an association of the team. He was here as the defensive coordinator for a few years, and the de- it was when the defense was great. Now, was it because of him? Not, I would say not necessarily. He certainly helped, but you know, you had a generational level of talent on that defense, and it started with Gus Bradley. Gus Bradley moves on; they bring in Dan Quinn. Uh, so they they had a ton of success defensively while he was here. He went on to coach the Atlanta Falcons. They get to the Super Bowl with him. They have a massive historic meltdown in the Super Bowl yes. versus the Patriots. Uh, but you know, so he's he's a familiar entity out here. People know him. Had success. He's got head coaching experience. So I think people just make the natural connection. 
Uh, do you think uh, we should go with an offensive-minded coach or a defensive-minded coach? Uh, the last three or four games of the season, the, the team looked like they absolutely refused to tackle anybody. Yeah, you know, what's funny is normally you would, you would think offense with this team because defense has been such a priority for Pete. But the reality is since 2016, this defense statistically was just each year taking a step back, step back, step back. They would improve in, you know, one category one year and then drop back. You know, their pass defense was absolutely atrocious a couple of years ago. It was last in the league. Then they improved to 15th, and then this season they were in the 20s again. So uh, they, they, I would say you need a defensive mind, but, you know, maybe you need a younger coach. Maybe you need somebody who's kind of in that Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, you know, kind of uh, world in terms of their age and how they view the game. They've got more of a progressive approach to it. So I don't, you know, it's hard to tell, but defense, by far and away, was their biggest issue this year, last year, and, and, and for a couple years prior, actually. This is Bob Stelton from the Wyman and Bob Show on 710 Seattle Sports and right in the middle of the whole Pete Carroll thing, uh, always in the middle of all things, uh, Seahawks. And um, when you were at the press conference, did you expect to see that much emotion out of Pete Carroll? And, and did you get emotional when he started uh, uh, getting teared up? Yeah, it was, uh, no, I didn't expect to see that because Pete's always as excitable as he is. He's not, I've never seen that in 14 years here. You've never seen him get emotional like that. He's hyper, he's upbeat, he's, you know, he's energetic. Uh, but to see that was surprising. I mean, and that room was packed. I mean, this is a huge auditorium where they hold their meetings and they watch film and they do the whole thing. And you couldn't even squeeze inside the door. So I actually ended, I was in the building. And I said, you know, forget it. I'm not going to sit here and try to find a seat. So I just went into our our uh, broadcast room and watched on video, you know, which everybody, would you walk in the front office area, you know, the person that lets you in, there was a crowd around her desk and they were all watching on video. So you had different pockets of people throughout the building watching this thing on the stream because the, the theater, the, the auditorium was absolutely packed. Uh, so, yeah, and then just his seeing him break down like that you couldn't help but get choked up i absolutely started getting teary-eyed and, and everybody in that room did it was you know this guy's been here for 14 years that's a that's a long unprecedented run in the nfl you, you think about the number of coaches that have gone through this league in the time he's been with the seahawks you've had teams that have had four five six coaches in that time for one team so it's just it's it's an amazing run it's it's a rarity in this league and I, I don't get the sense that he's done. He, he made that pretty clear that he's, you know, I'm 72, but I'm ready to go. I'm fired yeah. up. So we'll that's, that's kind of what I thought in looking at him. He, it was almost like he was in a little bit of a state of, a shock, of shock. He had prepared thoughts in front of him, which makes you think that if, if he saw this coming uh, a couple of weeks ago, he would have been up there maybe without those notes and just kind of, winging it maybe a little bit more. So obviously this wasn't his idea. This was something that was told that was going to go down. He tried to be a good team player in that meeting. Do you? What are the chances that he is still with the organization in a one year from now? You know, that's, that's another thing we were kind of speculating because, it, yeah, you're, you're right. He, he, he was not in favor of this. I don't think he saw it coming. He was on our station on Monday and was asked, do you still want to coach? And it was almost like, why, why would you ask me that? Of course, I'm fired up. I'm ready. I'm not tired. You know, he, he said everything you heard yesterday. And, 
it, I think it did catch him off guard. I, I truly believe he did not expect it whatsoever. Um, I could easily, you know, he is 72, but you've never seen anybody his age act the way he does with that level of energy. So normally if it were somebody else, if we're talking even Belichick, we're talking Marv Levy, some of the older coaches in the league, I'd say, yeah, they're probably done. But Pete, He's got more energy than forty-two-year-olds. He's he just yes, he he's just bouncing all over the place at all times. So energy and focus and passion, not a problem for him. I could I could see him coaching again. I I, I don't think the Seahawks would like to see it, which is why they, you know, are sort sorting out this advisory role. Whatever Pete said, he didn't know what it was. Nobody really knows what it means, but I think it's a way to keep him attached to the team without, you know, going out there and maybe kicking their butt on the sideline for another team for at least a year. I wish his uh, I wish his announcement yesterday would have had a chance to marinate in the headlines and and, and on a national uh, basis where you know he got some flowers and he got his time and and acknowledgement and stuff. But to have the Saban and the Belichick stuff come out so soon after that, I think the some of the love is going to get lost on Pete Carroll. The, you know, uh, do you find that to be the case too? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he might have to share the spotlight a little bit. I mean, obviously, Saban retiring is huge. You know, I mean, they're they're 45 days apart in age. He's 72 as well, and he's arguably the greatest coach in college football history, or one of them at least. So it's, it. I mean, certainly out here, it, it was a blip. It was a mention because it was all about Pete. And, you know, just if you're on social media and just watching what's trending, Pete was getting love from every former player. I was just retweeting everybody all night. That was what, <laughs> you know. Anybody that had an association with Pete or played for him at one point or another, I was just tweeting because there were so many awesome comments and heartfelt comments, whether it was from somebody like Richard Sherman, Russell Wilson tweeted about him, uh, Jimmy Graham. I mean, just guys that Justin Britt, guys that haven't been here for a number of seasons, guys that aren't even in the league anymore that, you know, were were just emotional about playing for a guy that he gave them an opportunity. And, and, you know, so there was, there was a lot of love nationally for him, a lot of questions. So he didn't, he wasn't buried in the headlines by any stretch, but he, he did have to share it. Uh, we'll get you out of here on this. Bob Stelton from uh, Wyman and Bob at 710 Seattle Sports. Of all your time covering him, what's your favorite story to tell about Pete Carroll, or your favorite memory, or leave us with a smile about Pete? Well, you know, there there wasn't really one singular moment. It was It's more about just who he he, he his his persona and it's so consistent and as much as it it is consistent i get a million people friends around the country is that come on tell me the truth that's all bs right what's he like behind the scenes is he is he a creep is he a mean guy whatever they everybody thought that, thought he was putting on an act and i'm like man i don't know what to tell you if it's an act it's the most consistent act i've ever <laughs> seen in my life because that that's who he is at all times i mean last just this last training camp we're out there doing our show outside, you know, and we're watching practice from our broadcast point, and it's 90 degrees. It is hot, and we're just sitting and sweating, and just, it's really uncomfortable, and they're out there practicing, and there's Pete. He's in long sleeves, T-shirt, long sleeve T-shirt, pants, and he's sprinting to the huddle. He's, he's giving instruction, whatever he's saying to the group out there. Then he'd sprint to the sideline, bend over at the knees, hands on the knees, watching the play. As soon as the play's done, he takes off sprinting 100 yards, 100-yard sprint to the, to the one end zone, sprints all the way back 100 yards, back to the huddle. All right, here's the next player. Here's the next level of instruction. I'm going, dude, it's 90 degrees. I feel like I'm suffering heat stroke by getting up and, you know, walking to the trash can. And he's out there at 72 years old doing hundreds 
doing hundreds in front of everybody. And by the end of practice, he's soaked through his clothes like every player out there. And he's just smiling ear to ear. He's out there playing catch with everybody, all the players. He's just, he's a maniac. And his, awesome. his energy, his energy and his enthusiasm, it was, it never waned, good or bad, win or lose. That's Pete. And I, I've got a ton of respect for it. Well, when I heard you guys signing off yesterday, uh, uh, you were saying, I'd give anything. I'm a, as a Mariners fan, I'd give anything for that kind of run of success that, that oh, Pete Carroll yeah, gave us. Okay. So maybe we'll call, you back, we'll call you back in baseball season and see if we're on that track or if we're, or if we're shooting for 54%. Oh, my God. Don't get me started. One, one trip to the postseason in 22 years versus 10 trips to the postseason in 14. Yeah. We've been spoiled as Seahawks fans, man, we have because Mariner fans, you know, if you're if you're a Mariner fan, one trip in 22 years to the playoffs, we it was almost just a yearly event. You just put you put it on your calendar. Seahawks are going to be in the playoffs. The question was just how far are they going to go, not if they're going to get there, just how far will they go when they get there. Bob Stelton from Wyman and Bob and Seven Ten Seattle Sports. Thank you so much. Happy New Year and great to hear from you. Appreciate your time, buddy. Thanks, Bob. Anytime for you, my friend. Happy New Year to everybody. Cheers. Can you win the game in the first quarter? No. Can you win the game in the second quarter? No. Can you win the game in the third quarter? No. Can you win the game in the fourth quarter? Brad and John. Beef Chatter. Coming back. K I S M.